Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. This week's program looks at how our closest evolutionary relatives make choices. Researchers know that humans are influenced by whether an option is presented positively or negatively. But does this type of presentation or framing also determine the choices chimpanzees and bonobos make? Dan Ariely talks with Chris Cupania, a graduate student in Duke's Department of Evolutionary Anthropology, about chimps and choices. I'm interested in um, how animals think and, so, and how humans think. So I study chimpanzees and bonobos, which are our closest living relatives, to try and understand um, the similarities and differences between our psychology, the things that make humans unique, and how those things might have evolved. And in this particular project we're talking about, what did you try to do? In this project, we were interested to understand um, some of the foundations of human economic behavior and uh, to see whether or not our irrational biases are shared by our closest relatives. And there's lots of irrational biases. So which one did you look at? Yeah, there are quite a few. So in particular, we were looking at attribute framing. Attribute framing. So what, what is this? People are really susceptible to the way options are framed. And so in attribute... Give me, give me an example. Um, so in particular for attribute framing, um, the idea is that highlighting the positive attributes of something over the negative ones um, will improve people's preferences for that good. So if you say that a medical procedure has a 50% chance of success, people are more likely to choose that procedure rather than saying that it has a 50% chance of failure. Well, 50% chance of success is much better, of course. <laughs> much better, but also equivalent. <laughs> so. so, okay, so, so uh, basically highlighting the positive side is, is more appealing than highlighting the, the negative side. Exactly. And your question was, is this a human-only irrationality uh, or is this something that is shared by bonobos and chips? Yeah, I think people tend to think that these kinds of biases must stem from uniquely human experience with uh, monetary markets or something about culture or, or socialization. And so we wanted to see whether that was true, whether this is really something that comes from human experience or if this is something that is uh, evolutionarily ancient um, and a result of our foraging behavior. So um, how do you do it? I mean, do you, do you give them medical procedures and look at the <laughs> probability? So we actually set up a pretty simple decision-making task. So the chimps and the bonobos were sitting across from a table with an experimenter. And these are apes that live in Lolia Bonobo Sanctuary in the Democratic Republic of Congo and Chimpunga Chimpanzee Sanctuary in the Republic of Congo. And so there's one ape being tested at a time in a testing room. They're sitting across from an experimenter who's... And, and they actually sit there? They like are comfortable sitting <laughs> around? Uh, usually they're pretty motivated to um, get the food that comes with the task. Okay. And so often... They're sitting there and, and hanging out and, and uh, paying Waiting. a bit yep. of attention. Okay. Yeah. So um, the experimenter presents a couple options to the apes. They're always choosing between either several peanuts or some fruit. And we've previously done a pretest to determine that the number of peanuts is roughly equivalent um, or equally preferred to the average payoff of the fruit. So, so let's say you give uh, two pieces of fruit and five peanuts. And mm -hmm. you're basically saying in a 
pre-test, you showed that the five peanuts are kind of equivalent to two pieces of fruit. Right. They're choosing at chance between five peanuts, and in this case, it would actually be one and a half pieces of one fruit. One and a half and a half pieces. Which okay. Is the average payoff. And so we have two different uh, frames. So where we manipulate the way that the fruit option is presented. So in our positive gain frame, we frame that fruit option positively by presenting it as one piece of fruit. And on half of the trials, when the apes choose the fruit option, they get two. So half the time they get the one as it looks, but half the time they get this bonus. A I see, one. so there's a surprise right, of so a second one. So they, they pick the one, but they'll say, oh, surprise, you get two. Exactly. Okay. And so, and uh, conversely, in our... So, so just how does this relate to something positive? There's just kind of a, there's another dimension that is non-visible, and it could mean, and they know it, that it could mean more fruit, right? They learn it over time? Yeah, so uh, we have one session the day before where they just have trials that are forced trials where they're just choosing the fruit option or just the peanut option and they learn that by choosing the fruit option they sometimes, get, sometimes you get sometimes more get, okay. and so this sort of gain experience should be uh, experienced positively by them whereas in our negative loss frame instead the fruit is presented as two pieces and yeah. so here the payoffs are the same half the time they get exactly what it looks like too but half the time we take one back. Oh, that's cruel. That's cruel. Do they get upset? <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do get upset. And what do they do then? Well, it's terrible. So you basically they choose the two, and then sometimes half the time you just you say, "Oops, sorry, you only get one." Yeah, and occasionally they start screaming, and they're not very happy. Oh, with it's the terrible. Situation. But they already made their choice, and um, so you tell them, you say, "Too late, sorry, yeah, your choice. You knew it. You exactly. knew it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They've already learned the contingencies. So. But what we were able to find is that when we compare their preferences for the fruit between conditions, they actually had a much greater preference for the fruit in the gain condition when it was framed positively than in the loss condition when it was framed negatively. Yeah. And uh, have you repeated the, so the same experiment you did with bonobos and chimps? Who gets more upset? Who, gets, who has a higher preference for yeah, the so positive framing? We haven't actually um, quantified any of the emotional responses, although emotion is closely related to decision-making in humans, and it, that's an interesting potential further step. But uh, as far as their decision-making um, patterns go, the chimps and the bonobos were both equally susceptible to this. And, and if you compare this exact paradigm to people, like college undergrads? No one has tested this exact paradigm yet in, uh, in humans. Um, we... Obviously, because chimps and bonobos don't speak, we had to create a new paradigm where we could ask them questions about their economic decision-making patterns um, without actually directly yeah. asking those questions. But it would be really interesting to see if in the same paradigm we find yeah. equivalent results in humans. So, so, you know, as somebody who doesn't appreciate fruit as dessert, I, I, <laughs> I, I sympathize with the idea that, you know, you show people fruit and, you know, it's not, it's not that exciting. How, how would you get people... Are there any good lessons from this about how to get people to uh, enjoy more decisions that are healthier for them, if mm -hmm. you think about fruit? Well, I think that there are a few things that we can take away. First of all, since chimps and bonobos, our closest relatives, also exhibit these patterns of behavior, we know that this most likely is something that is really evolutionarily ancient. Yeah. Um, it evolved before we had a common ancestor with those species, which lived at least six million years ago. And it's probably as well very deeply rooted in our biology, which might mean yeah. that it's something that can be challenging to overcome. But that it also means that when there's something with a positive surprise from time to time, that's a good framing, right? Yeah. So we, we frame lots of things as, you know, you take out 
all the happiness out of food uh, when you try to make it healthy. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe what we should do is have new diets when from time to time they surprise you and there's actually something <laughs> good. Yeah, that could be true. I think what, we, what we've learned is that framing is, is a really um, pervasive phenomenon that, and it's easy to manipulate people. And often through marketing, you know, we n- manipulate them to purchase things or improve sales, but we could also manipulate them to be happier and to respond more positively to the decisions that we any, offer. Any, any changes in your own life because of this uh, experiment? Are you, are you trying to reframe things for yourself, like grad school? <laughs> I think it is important to maintain a positive outlook and to frame things positively. So are you, are you going to say, well, when you can't finish in five years, it will take <laughs> six, you will say, oh, that's a good thing. I'm just getting an extra year. Yeah, maybe that's, that's <laughs> the best way to look at it. Very good. Thanks a lot. Thank you. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely of Duke University. To further expand your understanding of dishonesty, irrationality, and other human quirks, go to danarielli.com.